Welcome to day 194 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with the usual Friday crew, Matt Kresge. You may be reading this on Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, yeah. whatever, and David Keefe. Uh, and uh, we are starting a, a new you know, new cycle in our reading through the New Testament. The way we've arranged our readings are not in the order that you find them in the Bible, but we've taken the Gospels. And we've spread them out through the year. So we began with the Gospel of Luke, and then we read the letters, you know, that are most closely, you know, associated with Luke. So we read Luke, and then we read Acts and uh, Paul's epistles. Uh, now we read Gospel of Mark, and the Gospel of Mark is probably the first gospel written. It's the shortest. It's the most succinct. Uh, the action moves in a nice, you know, kind of rapid way there are a couple of places where we wish mark would have given us a little bit more information but the more you stand back for it and the more you see the genius you know of his gospel and the opening line he gives his opinion and then he just shows us christ and he invites us you know through the eyes of the people who met him and through the disciples uh, you know to decide who christ was and of course he, he told us that this is jesus the messiah who is the son of god and, and surely we come to the same conclusion you know, by the time that we've read it all the way through. So we will follow, you know, Mark's gospel with Peter's letters, largely because Papias, you know, one of the <laughs> early guys right after the apostles, you know, who has strong in faith, has written that uh, Mark collected all of Peter's sermons and he arranged them, you know, in the gospel and he set for us, you know, here the gospel uh, according to Peter. And the arrangement is kind of, kind of nice. The Three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, follow-up pattern where you start with Jesus in Galilee, and then there's this long journey to Jerusalem. And so the ministry in Galilee always focuses on how people are perceiving you know, Christ, and then the walk to Jerusalem always focuses on the call of discipleship, how Jesus is intimately preparing his disciples for the cross, and then, of course, finally, the cross and the resurrection, uh, which follows up. So fun to start a new cycle, fun to read through the Gospel of Mark for the next uh, couple of weeks. It's a really exciting, fast-paced uh, work, and so I think we'll deeply enjoy it. But before we uh, read Mark and leave you guys hanging for the weekend, remember we have <laughs> we have Psalms for you to read you know, on the weekends to prepare yourself for worship for a change of pace, but you can also use the weekend to catch up a little bit. And uh, we'll see you when you get here with us on Friday. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Matt, why don't you uh, lead us in a word of prayer before we dig into yeah. the Gospel of Mark. Father, we do thank you um, for your continued work in us and through us, through your word, um, both as we read this and also at the Sunday gathering. Um, Father, with the eye towards Sunday, we pray that you would can um, refresh your people um, now as we read um, Mark's Gospel, as we read the Psalms, as we hear your word proclaimed. Um, God, would you continue to your, use your word in our lives um, to bring us into the image of Christ and form Christ in us. I thank you for this time together. Uh, Father, would you lift up Jesus before us, and um, would we leave um, encouraged, uh, convicted of sin, um, with a greater faith in you. Uh, Father, we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. As is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, 
confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness for forty days being tempted by Satan, he was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. So there's our introduction to Mark's gospel. (laughs) And you see we have already moved you know, through several events yeah. you know, and rapid, rapid pace, and you will, you know, kind of get these uh, hurried language, you know, in the, in the Gospel of Mark without delay, a little bit further yeah. at immediately. once, immediately, mm-hmm. uh, you'll see through it. So he creates rapid movement, you know, from one event, you know, to the other. Not that uh, Jesus' life was frantic or even, but he is just giving us one piece of evidence after another piece of evidence after another piece of evidence that. Jesus can be none other than the one who was described in the Old Testament who would redeem and restore God's people, the Messiah, mm. the Son of God. Mm. And so those two words are, are huge. I mean, the Messiah captures everything about, you know, the final rescuer, you know, of the nation of Israel. And, of course, uh, Son of David and Son of God come together, mm. the Davidic king, mm. uh, who would rescue, restore, and renew God's people mm-hmm. and usher in the reign of peace and shalom. Yeah. And even in that kind of phrase, son of God, you know, we see in, in Luke's gospel, Adam is called that, and even Israel's called that, and, at, you know, they, they failed to be that. And then we see that phrase right. here given to Christ, who has come to be the the true, the final, and, and, and the better yeah. son of yeah, God. Yeah, there's no doubt you have uh, the first image is, you know, Adam, who was, you know, the son of, you know, the son of God. Mm-hmm. You speak of Israel as my son, mm-hmm. and when he spoke, you know, to Pharaoh. And then, of course, there's a promise to David uh, that uh, one day you will have a son who will reign on your throne Mm -hmm. forever, and I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. So you have a lot of images, you know, of of, of sonship. Adam uh, was was a son of God, but but failed Mm -hmm. to be faithful to God. Israel was a son of God, but failed to be faithful to God. David's physical son, Solomon, was, you know, one that God embraced as his own son, and every Davidic king after him. You know, as well, today, you are my son, and I have become your father, is that ring of, you know, Psalm chapter 2, but none of them are faithful. This is the faithful son of God, the Messiah. You have to love his quotation, you know, where he quotes Isaiah the prophet, but it's not actually a full quote just from Isaiah. I mean, depending on, you know, 
which scholar you're reading? I mean, some will see three different quotations here, mm-hmm. one out of Exodus, Malachi, and Isaiah, or some will just say Malachi and Isaiah. But, I mean, what he's doing, and, and we've, you know, pointed to this, is Mark's not saying, you know, and all of a sudden now God's shifting and going in a different direction. He's, you know, tired of Israel. He's actually saying the fulfillment of all those promises, you know, kind of the, the, the hope that Israel has been awaiting the anointed one has finally come. He is the fulfillment of Israel's story, you know. And, and so when he quotes these these verses, he we kind of have this whole yeah. Israelite story built up in us, saying and he's here. Yeah, and always whenever you have a New Testament writer quoting the Old Testament, they're not proof texting. You, you think, well, he's, they're just yeah. bringing words over because they sound the same. They're not proof texting. They're leading us into a whole context, yeah. and the whole mm-hmm. context is, you know, God's <laughs> people being called out of the wilderness, which is a, a beautiful picture, and the whole idea of a messenger coming before them to straighten you, uh, straighten out the paths. And, and of course, the reason you know that the, um, Isaiah was often referred to for all of the prophets, because it was the first scroll of the prophets. So when you're in the prophets, you're in the book that begins with Isaiah, you know, and goes all the way you know, to the 12, which would, you know, which would be the you know, minor prophets. But yeah. there is, yeah, there is a definitely an exodus illusion you know coming out of the wilderness yeah. and definitely a malachi quote and definitely an isaiah quote you know here's here as well yeah you also have to love i mean the portrait of jesus is not just you know this meek and mild messiah that has come he is the anointed one the son of god the spirit empowered kind of conquering king you know who has been sent and and we'll see it as we continue to read it but i mean he drives out Spirits, we see this kind of constant conflict between Jesus and, and uh, the kingdom of and darkness the and, and the kingdom of light. Absolutely, yeah. as mm-hmm. as the sun comes comes back to truly reclaim God's people and to reclaim God's creation, which is yeah. part of the fulfillment of the new creation prophecies. You know, in Isaiah, yeah. Isaiah, and Ezekiel, and Jeremiah, mm-hmm. um, you know, and into all yeah. you know, in the Old Testament. You know, as, as well. Yeah, he's the one who, and yeah, he's the one who baptized with the Holy Spirit. He's been. You know, the Spirit descends on him. The Spirit sends him out into the wilderness. And it's it's fun to see right here just we're seeing the Trinity, you know, at work together in order to accomplish our, our salvation. No doubt. And even those water symbols are big mm-hmm. because the promise is that I will wash you, I will sprinkle you, I will pour out my Spirit on you, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, all, of, all, of those, all of those are big. So and, I guess basically we do have an Isaiah as well. Sorry about that, David. Oh no, the, uh, <laughs> this, my servant will be the one on whom I place my spirit. Yeah. And so you have so many images. I was going to say. I mean, so basically we're saying the New Testament is not disconnected from the Old Testament, yeah. and it's not just this. Finally, we get to the New Testament, and we can kind of ignore everything yeah, that's here's been confusing. What all, yeah, here's what all mm-hmm. these images were yeah. preparing us for, um, and you see them, you know, used in, you know, even in, in wonderful ways, and even after you have. You know, the baptism, you have him going into the wilderness, and 40 is a pretty important mm-hmm. number there because yeah. 40 years, <laughs> you know, God says for 40 years, you know, in Deuteronomy, you tested me in the wilderness. Yeah. yeah. Not not I tested you in the wilderness speaking to the people. He said, for 40 years, you tested me. However, you know, Jesus goes into the wilderness back across the Jordan River where, you know, the people of Israel uh, you know, failed to embrace God's promises and entries as he goes back into that same region and uh, he is tested by the enemy and, 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 and comes out successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he is, again, what you were saying, what 
Israel was unable to do, what Adam was unable to do, Jesus is doing what any son of David was unable to do, Jesus is is doing, you know, through through the Gospels. Yeah, and I think it's that thing when we begin to you know read the Old Testament, understand the Old Testament, we be begin to see some of these images. Or even the forty, you know, Moses was up on the mountain for forty days, you know, neither ate nor drank, and he's meeting with God, and you see these things, you know, these images throughout the Old Testament that were never meant to just terminate there, but always to point us forward towards another. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, and then you have to, you know, you have, you know, you have uh, the gospel. You know that is given to us. You know twice. You know already. Uh, you have it. Uh, you know you have it. You know coming from, you know the mouth of John. You know as he points to one who is coming afterwards, who baptizes. Mm-hmm. You know with the Holy Spirit. You know and and, and with uh, you know who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I guess I'm getting to Matthew and fire <laughs> uh, on, on on all of that. And then you have Jesus. The kingdom is near. Repent and and, mm-hmm. and believe. And, and of course the call would be first to the nation of Israel. To prepare themselves for the coming King, and it's repentance. It's turning back wholeheartedly, you know, to God, which is is, is the picture of the gospel. So it's always turning away from uh, those things that have you know called us away from God, and turning to the One who is calling us back to Himself. Uh, and so it's a rich picture of of the gospel. And then even then, that we do see then Jesus does call people to Himself, right? And yeah, absolutely. I love how He just calls these seemingly kind of ordinary blue collar guys to begin this whole, I'm, I'm starting my, 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 the kingdom starting, I'm ushering this in, let me go get these guys who you would not think he was going to pick. And just to love to see even, you know, in first Corinthians talks about God choosing kind of the weak and, and the ordinary. And so we see that even at the start here in Mark. I love their response to him. Verse 20 without delay. You know, without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee. Yeah, I mean, this is a lot. I, I think even about us. You know, it's like how many times does God call us towards something, and and we delay and, and, and intentionally delay at times. You know, when but when Jesus calls you know them to Himself, it's without delay. They leave the nets. They they begin to follow Him. Yeah, and in this this particular instance, Mark wants us to hear that when you are confronted by uh, you know uh, the one who is. Uh, the Messiah, the Son of God, and He invites you. What do you do? Mm-hmm. You, you respond immediately. So the call of discipleship is to, you know, once we have realized who He is, to immediately lay everything aside and, and follow Him. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the gospel, the call of the gospel will be later. You know, uh, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Me. But you can see it, you know, vividly right here. They, they, <laughs> especially like you know, evidently the Zebedee. People yeah. had a nice little, nice little enterprise going there. Yeah, they had hired men and everything, and uh, the son said, "Dad, it's all yours. Thanks for building." <laughs> He's like, "Let's go the <laughs> thanks, other way. Thanks for building this up for us. Yeah, uh, we're gone." Nice introduction to uh, yeah. to to Mark's gospel, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll continue on this on Monday. So we will see you see you guys on Monday. David, why don't you close word of prayer? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the Gospel of Mark. Um, thank you for the reminder. Um, as we look back and, and we see Jesus, we, we see how he has fulfilled so much. And how he is the true and better son, the true and better Adam, the true and better Israel. Um, thank you for the call of discipleship that we see here. May we, too, as your people, um, accept the invitation to lay down all that we have in order to follow you. 
And so may you help us in that task to be your people in this place and in this time for your glory and for our joy. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.